this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. Alright. Um, if you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. It is uh, a very snowy rain drizzly commute right now so if I sound a little more distracted than usual that's why I suppose what I could do is not record a podcast while I'm driving in this weather but I've done it before and um, after the, the last month or so where the uh the episode release schedule has been very sparse. Um, I decided, no, I've got something to talk about, so I'm going to talk about it, so I'm going to record. The best time, in fact, pretty much the only time I can do it is when I'm in the car. So, <clears throat> alright, years ago, DC came out with a project called uh, Wednesday's Comics. Or is it Wednesday Comics? It's one, just Wednesday Comics, not Wednesdays. Wednesday's comment. Anyway, it was um, sort of like a throwback to um, newspaper uh, comic sections from, you know, when people such as myself were kids, you know. Uh, Usually the Sunday, the Sunday funnies were the ones that were uh, in full color with um, strips that could take up half the page, which is sort of what they were going for with um, Wednesday Wednesday Comics, although each one was a full page. Uh, I believe it was 12 weekly issues. All along, like I said, this newsprint, um, that was as big as a newspaper. Um, and it was, it was, it was really good, you know? I mean, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. DC at the time was doing some really, uh, I don't want to say revolutionary or even amazing things, but they were doing some things that are really, you know, good. All right. This was, I believe this was right. Ah, oh, shit. I can't even remember now. I'm trying, I think it was around the time of, uh, 52, uh, probably not, but let's just say 52 was still um, in my mind as a good thing, you know. So I think I think that, that because, like 52, this was a weekly thing that they were trying, and I don't know, just I've, I've been a sucker for DC's weekly books. Um, up until, you know, I think, what was it, Trinity was the first one that I didn't get on board with. 
And if they've had another weekly thing since then, I haven't noticed. I haven't been paying that close attention to DC in quite a while. Or Marvel, to tell you the truth. Um, anyway, so Wednesday Comics had a bunch of, uh, of different stories going on. Done by a lot of um, top-notch creators. You know, there was... Uh, Batman by the same creative team that brought us uh, 100 Bullets, uh, Brian Azzarello and Wardo Riso. Um, I can't remember who the writer was. Oh, no, no. For Superman, it was, uh, I want to say John Arcudi with um, artwork by Lee Bermejo. Um, there was a Metamorpho story by um, Mike Allred and uh, Neil Gaiman. <clears throat> there was, uh, da, 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 da. I want to say Kurt Busiek wrote um, the Green Lantern story. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor did Supergirl. Um, Kyle Baker did uh, Hawkman. Um, there was like a really weird team up. I want to say Catwoman and the Demon. And I'm almost positive the artwork was done by Brian Stillfreeze. I can't remember who the writer was. There was a Flash done by Kurt Keschel and his uh, partner who hosted the podcast with him. And I cannot remember his name right now. I apologize. I'm driving. Um, and there's, there, are, there are a few others. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. Uh, Paul Pope, whose artwork I never really liked, did Strange Adventures featuring Adam Strange, and I really enjoyed that story. That was probably one of my favorites. Um, another one of my favorites was a character that I really never got all that into, and that was Commandy. Um, and it was written by Dave Gibbons with artwork by Ryan Sook. And Ryan Sook just, you know, wow, just, yeah. Um, I think there was a Dead Man story. I can't remember who wrote it, though. Who wrote it? And I, the artist is someone whose work I'm just like totally not familiar with. But anyway, oh, yeah, there was um, Metal Men. <laughs> I remember all these. By uh, Dan DiDio is the writer with artwork by uh, Javier Luis Garcia Lopez and Kevin Noland. La, 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 la. Yeah. I think... Oh, shit. <laughs> this is why I should... And the funny thing is, is I finished reading the story I'm going to talk about in a second. Just yesterday. Um, but it was the only one I read, so I have a, an excuse for not being totally remembering of everything else. Um, there was also a Sergeant Rock story by Joe Kubert, and I believe Adam was the one who wrote it. Adam Kubert. Um... There was, uh, there's a Teen Titans, and I believe that's it. If I forgot somebody, that's all right, because I'm moving on now. <clears throat> all right. There was one story that I could not get into, you know, and every time I brought up Wednesday Comics, it, I've, I've mentioned this, the one story I could not get into um, was... The Wonder Woman story by a guy named Ben Caldwell, who I'd never heard of before, you know. Um, I, I, I found it unreadable. 
You know, there were some people who told me, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good story. You should read it. I couldn't get past it. It looked horrible on the newsprint. I will tell you that. When I got the hardcover, which collected everything, um, and all the stories that were put together so you didn't have to, like, flip through um, each one um, like you were reading each individual issue of Wednesday Comics. But um, I read everything else, but when I got to Wonder Woman, because I just had nothing good to think about it, I passed over it. The artwork looked better, but to me the story was still too confusingly laid out, you know. Um, That's one thing you can really say. For most of the other stories, the layouts were very simple. They were very familiar. Um, The only one that even really messed around with the, the reading layout on a regular basis was the Metamorpho story. Um, but Mike Allred's uh, layouts were so simple that... Um, I shouldn't say simple. Not simple as a simple-minded, but simple to understand. Um, simple to follow. Um, that no matter what kind of craziness game, game it threw at him, he could, he could make it readable, you know? Um, I think that there were a couple of of pages for Metamorpho that if they were in the hands of a lesser artist, it would have been as unreadable as I found Wonder Woman. Okay. That said, I always said that for the, the podcast, I was going to sit down and I was going to read it. I was going to force myself to read it. Okay. Um, because when it first came out, I tried to read the first two installments, first two from the first two issues, and I just couldn't get into it. I mean, it, it was just, uh, you know, <laughs> I just, I just did not like it at all in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. So, <clears throat> to me, it was a big, it was a chore to actually sit down and read it. Okay. When I, like I said, I got the, um, I got the, the hardback was, you know, as soon as it came out, you know, so I've, I've had this book for a while. I had the hardcover for a while. Loved it. It's been, I, you know, I read it, I put it in my bookshelf because I have this, I have this crazy bookshelf where like the bottom shelf broke. So I have like a really extra tall shelf in the bottom, which works nicely for this particular book, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a, a, a picture book, you know, for kids or something, so I've had it there, and, you know, years have gone by, and I still haven't read it, and I don't know what told me to reread it, you know, but I got the book out, and it was sitting on my to-read pile, you know, and then the to-read pile got moved a couple times, and I still hadn't, you know, read that particular story. I went through a couple of other pages. I think I actually reread the whole Batman story again. The Batman story at the very beginning of the book, Um, so it's like no great big um, difficulties. So, I have this Wonder Woman book, no, this, this Wonder Woman story. And I 
pretty much moving this book around. In fact, for a while, I had so much stuff piled up on my nightstand that the book was giving me extra space because I just laid it on top of everything. And then, you know, I had my phone charger, I had my glasses. So in the middle of the night, I just put them on top of the book and it was just like another surface, you know. Um, But I hadn't read it. This past weekend, I decided, okay, you know what? It's a holiday weekend. Uh, I'm not getting paid, so I might as well do something that I want to do, you know? So I sat down and I read it. And the artwork on the newsprint looked horrible. It looked muddy. It looked uh, confusing. It looked unpleasing to the eye. On this new glossier paper, you could at least see what the hell was going on. You could see some level of detail. You could see that it was not as uh, aesthetically unpleasing as before. Um, but I was—I still went in very skeptical. I mean, just because I thought there was an improvement in art, that didn't really mean much, right? And the layout—it was still very, very wonky. You know, it's very still very difficult to read at points. You know, there, there was one part where I just was like, okay, this is laid out normally. And then I went to the next page and it was like a four column layout where you just read everything top to bottom. And it's like, I'm reading, and at first I'm reading side to side as normal. It's like, this makes no sense. And then I figured it out and it was like, oh God, sky, you know. That said, when I got finished reading the whole... Actually, no, not even when I got finished. It was like halfway through. Um, I think when I got to the four-column layout, I thought to myself, <clears throat> this is actually a really good story. You know, it was the story of a of a young Diana, you know, before she became Wonder Woman, um, going to get... Like these, the what they call the seven stars of the um, of the Amazons, which are basically these seven artifacts that she that that are going to be used. You know, there's like a tiara, and there's like a girdle. There's a sword. There's a shield. There's a lasso. You get the idea. She's basically finding pieces to her costume. You know, but she's doing it while she's asleep. So she you know. At first, she thinks she's having these dreams where they're explaining everything to her. Um, but she's actually going on these adventures and she's gathering these things and she's facing off with um, uh, Dr. Poison and um, Priscilla Rich, uh, the cheetah, right? And it's. Like, like I said, it's a really good story. Halfway through, as I'm thinking, you know what, well, this story is really good. I'm thinking to myself, Ben Caldwell got screwed because this should not have been um, something for Wednesday Comics. This should not have been like a special deal like this. At the very least, this should have been a... Um, a... Uh, uh, a miniseries. You know, I mean... These twelve pages, they're 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 twelve pages of story. 
but because they were so compressed, he had enough for a four-issue miniseries, you know, a limited series, a four, maybe even a six-issue limited series, um, depending on how much they wanted to add to the story, and it really wouldn't have been much, because there's a lot of story there, you know, and if you look at each little section, not even each panel, because like I said, there's there's layout issues, um, it's almost like it was laid out for regular pages and then adapted to this um, larger page, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really weird to, to describe, but he got screwed. So all I can say is that the story, uh, the story mattered, the, the, the way it was laid out, the way it was drawn, um, it would have benefited a standard Wonder Woman uh, comic book layout, uh, comic book story. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it would have been, it, it probably would have gone down as being a very good read. Uh, something that you would recommend to someone trying to get into Wonder Woman, you know, um, you know, Wonder Woman, the Seven Stars, uh, a trade paperback, you know, if it was a standalone paperback, this that's something that when the movie came out, you could have pointed and said, "Hey, here, read this," because you know, it showed um, Diana, it showed Diana gathering these things, it showed. Dr. Poison, who was in the movie, you know, it made references to Ares. I mean, there's a bunch of things that he, that Ben Caldwell did right, but the actual media that it was put in, the medium, I should say, that it was put on, um, and the formatting and the layouts, it, that did not, it, it did a great disservice to him, okay, so that instead of going down as probably what could have been like a recommended reading for a Wonder Woman fan um, actually turned out to be what's considered by a lot of people as one of the worst Wonder Woman stories in the past 20 or so years. Um, and in the, uh, the credits section of the Wednesday Comics hardback, they have, you know, a bunch of um, little blurbs for each of the creators, you know. And for... Ben Caldwell, they point out that this was called by some um, unreadable, you know, awful, horrible, and at the very end, you know, some great, you know, some of the best storytellings of Wonder Woman, and you know, and it's all true. I mean, they're 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 poking fun at it, at the fact that it was just so poorly received, so poorly received, so poorly received. When, quite frankly, it's not the fault of the story. It's not the fault of the artwork, for the most part. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm reading it, and I'm really enjoying it, and as I'm reading it, I'm I'm thinking more like a comic book editor whose contributions in the past I have discounted. Whoever was the editor for this, I can't remember who it was, um... I wonder if they really told somebody further up the totem pole, hey, you know, we've got something that could be special with this story. We shouldn't, quote unquote, waste it here. We should do something different for Diana and then spin this off into its own thing later on. 
I don't know if they did that or if they even thought about it or if it's one of those things like, you know what, I've got so many moving pieces on my plate because of this damn project. Um, let's just get this over with. Let's just get this out, you know? Um, which is a shame because uh, I know other people who have not read it, you know, who they may have the original issues. And like me, they just could not get past the murky presentation and just decided to discount it. But if you do have the original issues and you haven't read it or you haven't read it in years, uh, give it a second look. You know, I'm glad that I did because it is still it still wouldn't be considered my favorite of the stories in the collection. Um, but it is no longer considered by me to be a complete waste of space and time, you know. Um, I no longer feel as though reading that just hastens the uh, inevitable march towards death, you know. It's, 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 it's a decent story, you know. Um, it's just something that, that could have been. You know, and that's, that's something I've been trying to do. Instead of just looking at something I don't like, um, I try to figure out why I don't like it and try to figure out on how it could have been alternatively um, presented so that me and other people like me would have liked it. Now, I'm not saying that I have the um, have all the answers because this, this could have came out, you know, and people could have not bought it. You know, which is kind of worse than hating something. Because if you hate it, you're going to talk about it. That's just human nature. Um, but they could have just not bought it. They said, oh, it's a Wonder Woman book. Eh, it's by this guy I never heard of. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pass, you know. Um, which I, I don't know. I, I, I really get the, the feeling that, that that could have been worked into something very, very good. And I'm, and like I said, for years, probably close to a decade or whenever this book came out, I have been, you know, shitting all over it and I totally changed my mind, you know, I mean, cause that's what happens. You know, you get older, eh, start getting old and you, um, look at things different, you know, I'm no longer thinking, oh, this is shit and I'm just going to disregard it. I'm thinking, okay, how would I have done this different, right? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have been trying to write and draw my own comics, you know, right? Draw, color, letter, all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm looking more at uh, the process, you know? And for me, in this case, this was an editorial failure failure more than anything, right? Um, I do believe that they... They could have done something different with it. They could have told him, look, man, you have way too many, you have way too much going on. Um, how about just spread it out a little bit? <laughs> uh, but they didn't, you know. There's a lot of concepts that introduce a lot of characters, a lot of things. Um, and somebody should have told him, hey, right, you need to stick a layout and kind of... No, you need to find a layout that you're comfortable with and stick to it, you know. Don't keep changing, you know. Because there's one part where you're reading um, left to right, and then the next uh, row, 
you have to read right to left and then you go back to left to right and then like I think the next page is when you start with the uh, top to bottom you know it's it's weird you know if I, if I hadn't been reading so much manga lately um, I would have been totally lost I would have been like what what the hell why why does this guy get paid um, but I'm still not as familiar with uh, manga layouts as I would like so I have learned to look for alternate ways of reading because from the one from the things that I'm used to I'm saying okay if I'm used to reading this and this doesn't make sense let me try reading it this way so that's what I did anyway um so yeah and it's funny because uh somebody said that I was uh middle-aged and I was like no I'm not I'm I'm 51 you know, it's like, no, I have absolutely no intentions on, le- on living to being 102, okay? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, quite frankly, I'd like to make it through my 70s. Uh, mid to late 80s is probably when I would feel it would be appropriate for me to tap out, right? I'm not going to kill myself, but shit, if I go, I go, you know? why I brought this up, I don't know, maybe I'm feeling my mortality, because assholes drive and don't know how to drive in the uh, snow, and I'm not talking about people who are driving too slow, I'm talking about people who like, who are like, hey, you know what, I can just weave in and out of these lanes like it's, you know, a nice summer dry day, and so, like I said, I just think, mm, maybe, maybe this is the time I die. It won't be because if I did, then you wouldn't hear this podcast. All right, now I'm getting close to work, and I'm not making a whole lot of sense, not even to myself. Therefore, I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise, and take it easy.